Welcome to another episode of Records Revisited, a podcast dedicated to the magic of music. I'm your DJ, your MC, the host on the East Coast. I'm Ben Montgomery. Joining me is a man who's sipping whiskey out the bottle, not thinking about tomorrow. And he's singing Sweet Home Alabama all summer long. Here's my co-host from the left coast. Here's Wayne Fugate. Aloha, Ben. I mean. And this is usually the part where I'm saying, so for this episode, we have a very special guest, but you know, it's just you and me this go round. I don't know how long that's been. Uh, I can tell you it's been 12 episodes since we last had a episode where we didn't have a guest. Ooh, say anything. The movie, anything. the soundtrack. That was, that was it. So don't, don't follow it in sequential order if you're looking at our or Apple podcast feed because there is uh, the green day episode is somewhere in the, in the mix of that. <laughs> the last dookie episode made, made the day a light. Anyways, how do I sound better than the last time I heard you? Oh my gosh. I'm so, I'm so irritated with, <laughs> with that. Uh, so I bought a swivel arm for my microphone and unbeknownst to me at some point, during my prep, the USB port for the microphone um, came apart from the microphone. And so it completely shut off the microphone. And so the computer, the computer's mic was what picked me up. And I had no idea because I always turn off my own my own voice in my headphones because it's super distracting for me. I don't know if you did. Are you listening to yourself while you're, while you're uh, chatting? No, I could just hear you. Yeah. See, see, so, so I, I turn off what I'm sounding like and not thinking that, you know, the recording for me is, is sounding complete garbage and you didn't bother to, to, to tell me either <laughs> that I was sounding like complete garbage. So it just made me sound so much better is what I, is the way I looked at it. So I thought that, you knew. So, so I guess that's the, that's the rub. You were trying to make yourself sound good, sound better than me for an episode. Just once. Remember when I used to have my, my headphone uh, cord scraped on my whiskers? Remember we took, yes. us, took us three, three episodes to figure that out. Took us three episodes to figure that out. We are not professional people. If you haven't figured that out, we are not professionals. Yeah, don't so, don't we won't quit our day job. Nope, not anytime soon. Anyways, so but uh, yeah. So we're we're squeezing in a, a an episode, just the two of us. So we haven't done one of our forty five episodes, and we've been we've been chatting about doing a an episode of summer songs. You know, it's been a while since we've assigned each other top 10 lists. And, and, uh, you know, part of that is, man, I just, we've just had guest upon guest for the last couple months. And honestly, we're, we're recording another episode later this week. And I've got guests lined up for, actually, I've got guests lined up through middle of August right now. So good, good stuff. Yeah, can't beat that. Guess we're we're we've got our our name out there a little bit, maybe. I don't know. Maybe, or maybe I'm just selling it really well in the emails that I'm sending to people. I, I think know. you're I think you're beating them down. I think you're wearing them down. Maybe. 
I promise I am not sending them more than two emails. If they don't respond after my second email, you know, it's time to move on. So, so nice, bold. I like it. Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes you just have to lay the gauntlet down and just say, <laughs> you know what? Uh, I don't need you, you know, you know, I, I cause I, cause I thought, <clears throat> so I, I'll do a little name dropping. Cause I, th- I thought we were going to get, I thought we were going to get Kevin Kinney from driving, driving and crying. And like, I even had a couple dates out there for them. And then they started to get all this, this press um, about their, their latest record. And, you know, Rolling Stone even gave a little blurb to them. And then all of a sudden their manager stopped responding to me. So I got big timed. Um, And I'm, and I'm still not, I'm still not um, uh, I'm still not done talking to Angie McMahon. So we almost had Angie on was talking to her Australia folks, and then they referred me over to the U.S. folks. And then like two days later, she exploded at South by Southwest. Everybody was saying she's the next big one to, to watch comparing her to Courtney Barnett and um, all of a sudden they're like, yeah, you're going to need to check back with us the next time she's in the States. And now, now she's opening for Hozier um, on his U S tour coming up. Um, So that's, you know, that's, that's kind of big time. So of course they're not responding to any of my emails either, but whatever. Doesn't 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 detract. I still I still really dig her music, and you know, hopefully one of these days we'll get Angie on. But absolutely, like I say, we've uh, we've got a whole list of people dying to be on this podcast. Well, you, you've <laughs> seen the guest you've seen the guest list coming up, so I'm I'm a, I'm excited for for all of them, and. Uh, I think we're, I think we're going to have some, I think we're going to have some good times. Oh, and I just confirmed, um, I just confirmed Ian Jones, our, our former, uh, our former classmate from Washington high, who's got a, got a, got a, got a new record coming out here in uh, September. So we're going to have him on in August and, um, I got his, uh, electronic press kit last night and everything. So I, I listened to the, the new record and it's really good. So that, that'll be, that'll be a fun conversation as well. Um, do we even want to talk about t-shirts? I mean, this is one of our, our like extended 45. This is like the, 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 the dance remix. <laughs> Max, maxi single, the, the, the maxi single version. <laughs> of just you and me so i don't know i don't know if we even want to talk t-shirts you want to talk t-shirts i i wore my sublime uh sad son t-shirt okay um i was surprised that you didn't pick uh pick a sublime song for this uh conversation uh you know there it's funny is i'm surprised you didn't because that was the thing is all my summer picks kind of had a like a real nostalgic bouncy sunny some and yours are yours are a little darker. I thought that was I'm surprised you didn't pick a sublime song. Yeah, no, I and I and I kind of realized 
that my songs were a little darker after I listened to them again. I'm like, wow, uh, role reversal here, man. I I went dark while you were like picking yeah. some bubblegum gum. I'm bubble yeah, gum I'm, stuff. I'm I'm reliving the summer of 1984, and you're you're uh, you're not you're out there. But thank God you didn't pick LFO because. I listened to that just because you said something, and I'm like, that is horrible. <laughs> that, that They literally stole a beastie line just straight out of the song, didn't even try to disguise it. And then yeah, it was just, that is just terrible. It was just terrible. I don't think we've even said what our, what our topic is for tonight. So the topic for this episode is the 12 Essential Summer Songs. So it has to be summer-themed. Or yeah, summer themed, yeah, right? Yeah, if it makes you feel, you know, that's got that summer feel. Yeah, that's that's the theme. I, I agree. It doesn't have to say summer. No, it just has to. It just has to be about summer. Feel make you feel summer. It just happens that quite a few of my songs do have the word summer somewhere in there. Yeah. So each of us pick six songs that are part of our essential summer songs. Why, why don't I just get it started and we can just, you know vamp as we're going so 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 the first the first summer song i've got is from mungo jerry and i always thought that mungo jerry was like um the dude's name no it's not it's a it's a band name (laughs) did you read where the band name comes from yeah it comes from a t.s Eliot uh uh poem so i thought that was interesting it's also the inspiration for the musical cats Oh, are you kidding me? Those two, those two cats are Mungo Jerry and Frumpletees, and that's that's the inspiration for uh, the Broadway musical Cats. So I would not have known that. Know that? No, I would not have known that. And in, in fact, the cruise that we took last what was it? Last October. Um, so they always have like these you know, off Broadway or well, pseudo Broadway plays that are on, on the, on the boat. And there's not a whole lot of entertainment going on, you know, during, during the, the, the cruise, there's some, you know, there's like comedy clubs and jazz club and, you know, dancing and whatnot. But for that week it was cats and (laughs) all of us were like, Oh hell no, we're not going to see that. (laughs) So anyways, um, all right, so so this is Mungo Jerry in the summertime. This was their debut single dating back to 1970. Uh, did hit number one on the UK charts. Um, hit number three on the the US um, Hot 100. I don't know. This is just one of those songs that I just remember, even though it was probably, it was probably 75, 76 when I really started paying attention to music, you know, as a six or seven year old. And this was, this always seemed to be like 
during the summer, it was on the radio that my dad was playing. So maybe there's a little bit of a nostalgia feel for this song, but you know, it's just a, it's a goofy song. I always thought for the longest time that it was a, um, a Todd Rundgren song. Oh, I can hear that. <laughs> I can see that. Cause it kind of has that, uh, you know, I don't want to work. I just want to bang on me drums all day type of type of sentiment. I don't know. Um, so anyways, that's my that's my first pick. What you what you got? Well, my sixth, uh, my the one I picked was Summer Wind by Frank Sinatra. The autumn wind and the winter winds, they have come and gone. Still the days, those lonely days, they go on and on. And guess who sighs his lullabies through nights that never end? My fickle friend, the summer wind. Frank, uh, this is just like I say, Frank. I don't know if I I initially appreciated him as much uh, early on when I was younger, but um, and kind of as I grew up, I grew older and started to listen to different things. I remember when he passed. I had I had the reprise, you know, the reprise years or whatever, and I put that on, and I don't know something changed. There, because I mean, when you and then when you, if you do any any research on Frank Sinatra, he was the thing. Like in the in the fifties and the sixties, I mean, this was the biggest guy in music. Not that not even that he, you know, was like best buds with Sam Giacana or anything. But I mean, he got, you know, he was friends with Kennedy and and just like the coolest guy there was. And the mob. Yeah, well, Momo, Sam Giacana ran the ran the Chicago outfit. No, it's a good it's a good tune. Um, I I got into I got into Sinatra. Um, trying to remember, like it was right around the time that uh, getting ready to go on my mission, you were allowed to like listen to like uh, uh, scores. So like I brought some Vangelis and. And, uh, I brought a, I brought a Frank Sinatra's greatest hits. Um, and I'm pretty sure summer wind was on that as well. So good stuff. I I think, I don't think people like what I like to say, I think Phil Hartman, God rest his soul had the best impersonation, but it was funny. If you look like Frank Sinatra story, every celebrity has a Frank Sinatra story. And it's, it's funny how the story itself is the big deal to them. The most of the stories are like, Oh yeah, I saw Frank Sinatra and I said, Hey Frank, I love your work. And he's like, Hey, thanks. And he, and he kept walking, but it's the fact that they met Frank Sinatra. I mean, the guy won Grammys. He won an Oscar. Um, he won an Emmy. So he was a, a very talented individual besides. <laughs> that kind of sounds like when I, uh, gave my Tommy Stinson story a couple weeks ago. <laughs> hey, you should have yeah. played that song. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. Well, some Frank Sinatra stories are great. The Dennis Miller one is is one of the funniest things I ever heard. Like he got 
you know, they, you know, he was buddies with Tom Dreesen who opens for him and he was at dinner with him. And, uh, you know, Frank thinks that his nanny is his wife. It's this Filipino lady and she's got an autograph book and Dennis Miller's horrified that he, she's gonna, she's gonna pop this out on Frank Sinatra. She, she does. And, Frank doesn't, you know, Frank can't make out her name and he just signs it Sopo. Like he doesn't, that's not even, her name was Koi Koi. It was just, it, it was hilarious. But yeah, everybody, everybody that met Frank Sinatra tells their Frank Sinatra story. Yeah. All right. So uh, my next pick is Summertime Blues by and uh this was released in what 1958 reached number eight on the billboard 100 and it's been covered by pretty much everybody and their dog feels like um alan jackson country country music star uh he redid this back in i guess 94 took it to number one on the on the hot country candidly it's awful um so (laughs) but uh but there are a bunch of there are a bunch of different versions of that blue cheer um back in the 70s redid it the who redid it um it was featured in the 1987 film la bamba you know who played Eddie Cochran in that uh, in that uh, movie? I believe it was Brian Setzer. Brian Setzer, yep. And um, so Wikipedia also has other bands that have covered this, including the Black Keys. I already talked about the Who, T Rex, Rush released this as a single in two thousand four. Wow! And most importantly, according to the Wikipedia page. Alvin and the Chipmunks covered this song for an episode of their TV series entitled Island Fever. Well, that that does not shock me. This is one of the oldest songs. This is one of the first songs I ever remember hearing because before everybody knows classic rock before there was a time when there was not classic rock. It was the oldie station and uh, you would hear this stuff on there. And this was one of the first songs I ever have a memory of hearing. Yeah. You know, and, and, uh, I, I guess I always equate this song as it's a happy, fun song, but um, the song is summertime blues. <laughs> like dad won't let you drive the car, that kind of deal. So, and it just kind of reminds me of the summer of 1980. Uh, what was that? 1984? 1984. That was the best summer of my life. I don't know what happened to you, but. That was the worst summer of my life. I was I was on restriction for the whole damn oh summer. Oh my goodness! So, yeah. So, and I don't even remember what I did. Uh, no, I take that back. I do. I do now remember what I did. So, yeah, some of it was bad. Um, I uh, 
I was on restriction the entire summer. So sounds like yeah. it was warranted. It probably was. Probably was. So there was a there was a lot of um that was the summer that uh I spent most of the time out in the uh out in the clubhouse in the uh the, the back forty there at the at the house in Tacoma. So Well that's where all the dirty magazines were, so why wouldn't you be? <laughs> I knew you were gonna bring that up. Uh you're gonna get me in trouble. Um uh, Yes, that's right. I was a teenager at one point. All right. What you got for your for your second pick? Summer Nights from the Grease soundtrack. Why? Uh, you know what? It's such so, a- so so when I got this list, I was like, "You're going to give me crap for LFO, and yet you're going to put this on your list." I, uh, you know what? It's it's nostalgic though because I remember we this played uh, probably the next. It was released in this. The movie came out in probably the summer of seventy eight. I want to say the summer of seventy nine. I was in the fourth grade or just finished the fourth grade, maybe. And uh, this was at the Liberty Theater, and as elementary school kids, this is as far as our parents would let us go. They'd drop us all off at the Liberty and give us a buck for admission. And we watched Greece. Like I swear every, every Friday for, I don't know, 12 weeks or something. <laughs> but, and Olivia Newton, John is probably by one of my earliest celebrity crushes that I can recall. She was hot. And so this is super nostalgic for me watching that movie as many times as I did. Um, it is funny that I watched it. I listened to the to it again, and I, the right away, it's 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 interesting how things change. Like in 1978, or even earlier, when the musical was was written, and there's a line in Summer Nights about did she put up a fight, and you wouldn't yeah. think anything of it for years, and then you know come around 20, 2019, and you're like, oh yeah, you can't. <laughs> You can't, you can't do that. That's gross. Hashtag me yeah. too. Hashtag yeah. me too. Who's, is, yeah. Who wrote this? Harvey Weinstein? <laughs> yeah. So so getting back to the L. Livy Newton-John thing. So how many times have you watched Xanadu? Uh, you know what? Our, it, I remember seeing it at the theater when it came out. And that was probably the only time I saw the movie. Um, I have looked up the soundtrack on it. Uh, on occasion, but I remember, yeah, I remember thinking that was a good movie when I, cause I, I, cause I, but I had a huge crush on Olivia Newton, John. I've never watched it. Yeah. I just, I, I just watched it that one time and, uh, I have a feeling that I, I hear it's one of the worst movies ever. So I, I can't imagine oh, that. That's probably why I never watched it. Is it on Amazon prime? 
Uh, but I think, I believe half the soundtrack was written by Jeff Lynn. Three ninety nine to rent. It's too rich no, for my blood. No, no, it's not worth that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Xanadu featuring electric light orchestras. I'm looking at the, uh, I'm looking at the soundtrack. They, they, right they now. may have done the entire soundtrack. I thought, uh, I thought half of it was oh, done by somebody else. Dude, I'm looking at this. The tubes, the tubes are on this. Okay, so dancing, dancing by the tubes and Olivia Newton John is what they've got. Interesting. Uh, so I'm alive. The fall, don't walk away all over the world. Those are all the ELO songs. And then the ending song on the soundtrack is Xanadu featuring ELO. And then, of course, you know, it's got one of one of my guilty pleasures on here. Cliff Richard. <laughs> That's yeah. Suddenly. 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 Actually, that's a good song. I know you don't, you're not going to agree with me on that, but that's a good song. Yeah. Well, nobody, nobody can duet with Olivia like uh, Danny Zuko or John Travolta. <laughs> True that. True that. All right. My next song is Suddenly Last Summer by the Motel. at number nine for them on the billboard hot 100 back in 83 um yeah there is a tennessee williams play um that uh that is also called suddenly last summer but in one of the articles that i read interview uh, martha davis of the motels basically said that was just coincidental she liked the uh, the alliteration of the of the title suddenly last summer. So, anyways, um, you and I have talked about doing a motels episode. That's that's definitely one of my. I won't say. Do I have to say that they're a guilty pleasure? Because I, I, so. I kind of feel like back back in the eighties that they were that there was some some coolness to. Yeah, them. I think I think they were using the some dirty sacks before anybody I, I i don't think they're a guilty pleasure at all i think they're a deserved pleasure a deserved pleasure i mean yeah we're gonna have we're still gonna have to do our motels episode because um everybody needs to know yeah i think that, yeah there's more songs that people don't know that they need to know i agree with that total control oh yeah my favorite motel song so good it's so good. Martha Davis, very underappreciated singer in my book. I should reach out to Martha Davis. Do you think she'd come on the podcast? Uh, you know what? I don't see why she wouldn't. Uh, we should reach out to her. That would be fun. All right. What you got? Uh, Soak Up the Sun by Cheryl Crow. I don't have to- 
listening to this song again this week and I was like, I can't believe neither one of us picked a Beach Boys song. Because I don't know. I mean, this has a very, because especially the video, the video has got a lot of surfing uh, shots in it. I do remember when this video came out thinking, what happened to Cheryl Crow? What did she do to her face? Because this was right after she got her eye job. Her and Axl Rose must have gone in and got a two for one. <laughs> uh, but this is, I want to say, the lead single off Come On, Come On. Um, it reached number 17 in 2002. But one of my favorite things about it is the backing, the background vocals by Liz Fair, my probably my number two rock and roll crush of all time. Forgot about I guess. And she got some crap for being on this little pop song, too. I remember the, the a little bit of the backlash of of her doing that song. And then she did that one song. Um, Why can't I? Yeah, she uh, had a whole album of, of yeah. kind of that stuff. Uh, that and yeah, that did. I think she did two albums in a row that were a lot of that stuff. Which, which I even, like I say, I'm a huge Liz Fair fan, and it wasn't. I definitely prefer Exile and Guyville. Well, sure, yeah, I mean, Egg and uh, Supernova, and even the one she did. She, I think, she self-produced an album later called Fun Fun Style that was like a double album that had some, some pretty good stuff on it, but yeah, she hey, cash in. I mean, yeah. she was a pretty girl, make yeah. some money. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of lost track of her after supernova, but yeah, Exile Guyville is just, gosh, that's so good. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm surprised. I'm surprised none of our guests have picked that yet. Uh, it's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time. It really is only a matter of time. All right, my next song is The Kinks' Sunny Afternoon. everything I got All I've got this sunny afternoon Save me, save me, save me from this squeeze I got a big fat mama trying to break so pleasantly live this life of luxury blazing on a sunny and I kind of felt like I, it was too late to go back on this particular pick. Because I, re- I really did not look at the lyrics <laughs> for this until until we were, we were, we were, we had already decided. Okay, here are our songs, and this is this is totally a, a political song, and I just didn't, I didn't, I didn't equate it. I mean, it even starts out: the tax man's taken all my dough and left me in my stately home. Um, lazing on a Sunday afternoon, I can't sell my yacht. He's taken everything I got. All I've got is this su- sunny afternoon. So, yeah, I mean, you, you you talked about how I was uh, I picked a bunch of darker songs, and um, I just didn't I didn't pay any attention to it. So, um, anyways, this is this is an older song. It seems like all, all the songs that I picked were all these 
older songs. Maybe it's just kind of where I'm at um, with all, with all of our guests picking, you know, older records these days. But um, it was a number one song on the UK charts, uh, peaked at number 14 on the Billboard Hot 100 in America. And Ray Davies actually wrote a musical. Um, I don't know much about it. Again, I'm looking at uh, at the internet to, to give me this info, but um, he wrote a, a musical um, based a, around the career of, of the Kinks and called it Sunny Afternoon. So there you go. Best line. Best lines, my girl's girlfriend's run off with my car and gone back to her ma and pa telling tales of drunkenness and cruelty. Now yeah. I'm sitting here sipping at my ice cold beer. <laughs> Lazing on a sunny afternoon. Yeah. Um, so anyways, I if if there were any songs that I would take back at this point, that would be it. But it's still a really great song. Just maybe not a happy summer song. So... <laughs> There you go. All There's right. California Girls by David Lee Roth when you need it. I know. Seriously. Well, going back to the the whole Beach Boy thing that you said, you know, I'm surprised that we didn't pick. I, I don't like the Beach Boys. Like, I've never been able to get into it. Like, my, my sister, my sister was a fan. She went and saw the Beach Boys, I think, at least once. Because, like, didn't they come to, like, the Puyallup Fair like every I think year they played the piano fair every year. Yeah. 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 And so I, recently, so I know that she, I know that she went to at least one of those concerts and I just never got it. And look, I, I don't dispute um, how important Brian Wilson is to, to the whole, uh, you know, music uh, industry, but yeah, I just, I never got into it. So um, and you can leave your negative feedback on this episode at our Facebook page. Um, so for all of you Beach Boy fans, um, my apologies. All right, what you got? My next song about summer is Saturday in the Park by Chicago. Nice. This is the one we you had to change because we both picked this song. Um, but this reached number three in 1972. And I read somewhere that it has sold over 1 million copies as a single in the U.S. alone. That's that's pretty impressive. That's, that is impressive. Uh, but there's apparently two <clears throat> conflicting stories. Uh, Walter Parazader says that, that Robert Lamb wrote it after he came back from a walk in Central Park when they were recording Chicago 5 in New York. And Robert Lamb says that he came up with the idea for the song after going through a film that he had of that he had taken at Central Park over a couple of years. So I don't know that it matters one way or the other. Uh, 
this is definitely one of those songs that uh, is very visual and and you can feel yourself you know sitting on the grass on a on a, on a blanket in the park and watching you know kids playing the water park or you know dogs and people throwing frisbees yeah. and stuff there is a there is a period of time during the 70s where i just i absolutely love chicago um and i am i'm a sucker for for rock documentaries and uh netflix and amazon both have had um some documentaries about chicago so there's a really good documentary about the band where it's it's at, it is actually produced by chicago so you know they don't paint peter satarin a very good light <laughs> during, during that as well they should not uh, right you ruined the band peter um anyways uh but there's also there's also a really good documentary that was done by uh terry kath's uh daughter he was an amazing guitarist like i didn't i didn't quite get it until i saw the 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 documentary and um he was amazing and and if you have not seen their induction into the rock and roll hall of fame um so danny seraphin the uh the the drummer yeah he was uh he pretty much told on 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 the band kind of in a joking way but um made it sound like there were lots of orgies back in the day <laughs> so and and he spilled all that during the during the rock and roll hall of fame induction ceremony so if you haven't watched that that's that is a very entertaining induction uh speech so there you go all right so my next my next song is actually a cover of a 70s song that was uh, that you can find on the Friends TV show soundtrack because you know I love my P- Paul Westerberg. So Westerberg did a cover of a Jonathan Edwards song called Sunshine. Looking starts to make me wonder where the fruits of the world I do are going. He says love and we're all is fair. He's got cards he ain't sure. A time so we love that try it. It can even run so light, but damn the feel on time. Sunshine. So shun I can't even say sunshine. There we go. Sunshine. So the single reached number four on the Billboard Hot 172. And the best fun part of the Paul Westerberg cover is, so the, the, the line goes, how much does it cost? I'll buy it. Well, Paul Westerberg makes, makes some, some other sounds on it. And I'll throw this, this clip in um make some other sounds on it where he's like the 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 people who are like i'll buy it very droney um it's just a great cover it's a lot of fun uh definitely i think captures the uh the, the friends uh quotient as well 
Um, but you know, I love me some, some Paul Westerberg. So there it is. There's, there's the, there's my obligatory cover on, uh, on, and on, I, on my I list. liked he brought big rock guitars to it. Cause that wasn't in the original seventies folky thing. Uh, once again, no, this, it was a folky country. Yeah. Song. This, this is another one. This is clearly about the man holding somebody down, uh, which yeah. I, I didn't see coming from you. Um, and then the acoustic, there's like this acoustic breakdown at the end where I, I swear he's using my recorder from the fourth grade along with, a, a, I think, some wind chimes possibly. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, he did his own thing, which I love. Like I say, I love Paul Westerberg's uh, voice. And then like I say, I like that he brought some big rock guitar to it. But he did. He did take some. He did end it with this weird acoustic uh, like daycare so the one part breakdown. that you're referring to with the recorder and the wind chimes you ever heard the song by the beat farmers happy boy yes, I have. so there's that there's that gargling part in the middle in the middle of the song and i was waiting for westerberg during that recording um that recorder and the wind chimes part to start gargling the the guitar riff but never <laughs> happened so somebody wants to re-record that with with some gargles um, to channel their 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 beat farmers. I'm completely cool with that. So there you go. That's uh, that's my second to last pick. My second to last pick is "Summertime" by DJ Jazz Jeff for the Fresh Prince. Give me a soft, subtle mix, and if it ain't broke, then don't try to fix it. And think of the summers of the past. Adjust the bass and let the alpine blast. Pop in my CD and let me run around and put your car on cruise and lay back, cause it's summertime. song just once again just like my other songs total nostalgia takes you back to a time um this is this was the lead single off of their fourth album and they were clearly they finally had kind of started to get they were kind of silly in the beginning uh parents just don't understand the freddy krueger one was awful yeah nightmare on my street uh so they finally started to show some some real chops some adult stuff and this one has some this is uh, this actually won the grammy the 92 grammy for best rap performance by a group or a duo really who were they up against yeah and it oh i there was probably only five rap acts in the whole world at the time so maybe they were up against public enemy uh uh maybe uh eric b and rakim maybe uh Sugar Hill Gang might have had some some sort of a remix out, try to battle them. And this all this song relies off uh, basically samples uh, "Summer Madness" by Cool and the Gang, and uh, that's it's just a groovy, fun summertime riff. Like I just every whenever I'm in a convertible, I want to play this song. Yeah. And oh, here here's something really awful. Now that I'm looking at this. So during the 1988 Grammy Awards, they were nominated for I Think I Can Beat Mike Tyson. Do you remember that awful song? Yeah. Uh, I think they were nominated every every year because there was literally, that's the safest rap act going. 
at the time. Yeah. 91. Oh, there we go. Nope. I was looking at the wrong one. That they won 90. 92 Grammy for best rap performance. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Record of the year that year. What was it? Uh, <sighs> Auction she, Baby. She won a crap ton. It was Alanis Morissette. No, it's Natalie Cole with Unforgettable. Oh, every yeah, that was the she, yeah. My dad, my dad is dead. Pick. Yep, all the old people were uh, were voting for that. Uh, best metal performance that year. Uh, uh, Jethro Tull. Uh, no, it was <laughs> it was Metallica making up, <laughs> making up, making up for that. Uh, that awful, awful uh, misjudgment. Best alternative music album. Uh, out of time. Out of time. Yeah. All right. Where is the rap? Here we go. Uh, best rap solo performance. Mama said, "Knock you out." Yes. Yes, it was. All right. So my top song for summer song. So this is the Love and Spoonful with Summer in the City. Hot town, summer in the city Back of my neck getting dirt and gritty Then down, isn't it a pity Doesn't seem to be a shadow in the city All around, people looking half dead Walking on the sidewalk harder than a match here But at night it's a different world Go out and find a girl Come on, come on and dance all night Despite the heat, it'll be alright And babe, don't you know it's a pity The days can't be like the nights In the summer, in the city In the summer, in the city Cool town, meeting in the city Dressed so fine and looking You did so realize bad. that the Love and Spoonfuls In the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, right? Yeah, well, so are the zombies I don't know that that's necessary Or justified Yeah, but, you know they, they, There are some There are some really great Love and Spoonful songs. This one, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, this is one, Definitely. Absolutely. Do you believe in magic? Did you ever have to make up your mind? Those are all great, great songs. Anyways, uh, so this was on their 1966 record. Hums of the Loving Spoonful reached number one on the Billboard Hot 100. And yeah, there's car horns. There's jackhammers. Um you know they're trying to show the the noisy city street of summer in the city, and uh, good good tune. So this this always is one of those happier songs, um, and I don't think that there is any dark imagery going along with this, like the last couple of my my picks. Oh, I disagree. But, um, I disagree. This is no? this is not about the uh, this is not about sunshine and and happiness this is about that that summer in the city it's you know the back of his neck is dirt and gritty i mean this song is definitely a little edgier if you really take a deeper look it's it's not about you know fun sunshine summer times it's about the real you know this is this is summer after high school this is uh you know you're working that jackhammer break up that sidewalk yeah. you know you don't you don't you it's not it's not time until you get till you get off the clock and get get out there get out for the nightlife Try to find somebody. Yeah, but you know the 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 line of "Come on, come on, and dance all night." Despite the heat, it'll be all right. 
that makes me feel like you know it's it's gonna be all right but no i i see where you're going so maybe maybe subconsciously i just decided to pick all these really dark songs <laughs> well like i say there are happy moments in this song but there i think it's much more to the to the tune of that's what real life is like where mine are all about those summers when you we didn't have to go to work we didn't have to go to school we just sat around watching mtv and 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 riding our bikes and and you know making out with girls and uh summer in the city it's it's like i say it's no it's no picnic all day you gotta wait till out hanging out in the clubhouse where the dirty magazines are (laughs) you know if that's if you're on restriction absolutely otherwise (laughs) you're riding your bike down to the public pool where all the where all the girls are yeah that's right that's right mom and dad you you caused this (laughs) (laughs) you made me go blind (laughs) <laughs> uh what i was just combing my hair mom so, just yeah. try to wash try to wash my face <laughs> yeah it does yeah um dang it i i, I missed my i missed my chance on like the, the the suddenly last summer i was going to talk about how it reminded me of of a girl and I was going to and I was going to say, you know, the, the the girl that I dated in the in the Niagara Falls area. <laughs> yeah, um, she's, she's Canadian. Yeah, yeah I totally I totally missed that. Uh, missed that opportunity. Oh, well, if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, that's a line from Breakfast Club. We used it a lot in high school. Any t- any time that there was a there was a fictitious fictitious girlfriend of one of our friends. All fictitious girlfriends are from Canada. That's a rule. They're all from Canada, and they're all from the Niagara Falls area. So we totally could have used that though. Like, oh no, she's from Victoria. Yeah. <laughs> she's from BC area, oh. Greater Vancouver Metroplex. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right. What you got? My favorite summer song of all time is All Summer Long by Kid Rock. Oh my gosh. This was released in uh, April of 2008, made it to 23 on the Hot 100. That is Kid Rock's highest rate, biggest hit. Uh, This song just so much reminds me of the summer of 84. We just moved to uh, an an outlying area down near Olympia. And so I just spent all summer, I was the new kid, so... um, just like the Eagles, you know, when you're the new kid at the first, the, all, there was all this curiosity and mystery. And I had all these girls uh, chasing me down and it was just, and then we ended up moving back. But that summer, I mean, lives in my, lives in my mind forever. Johnny come lately. 
He's a new kid in town. I didn't even have to worry about the end of the song because I was gone before <laughs> I was gone before September came. Uh, before the summer wind, right? Yeah, yeah I, it was just uh, one of the. I'll never, like I say, Erica, Kitty, Deshawn, all those uh, those girls will I'll remember them forever. Yeah, they all moved to Victoria. <laughs> just before they moved to Lacey, just, yes, just they moved to Lacey from from Victoria, from the from uh, the Niagara Falls southern area, southern BC, yeah, southern BC. <laughs> They're all from Surrey, I believe. <laughs> there you go. Uh, that's good. Uh, you know, I, here here's my question. I threw this out to somebody when I first heard this this uh, the song because I'm like, if Warren Zevon was still alive, would he al- have allowed Kid Rock to sample his song? I don't know if you can stop people. You just have to pay them. I don't yeah. think. I don't think you can stop them. the The publishing company is not going to turn down money. No, I, mean, I know Leonard Skinner wasn't going to stop him. No, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. No, it is. It's totally a catchy song. I don't know. I don't. I can't believe that I'm publicly admitting that. But yeah, it is. To- <laughs> it is totally a catchy song. So. Well, and that's, I mean, you're not, I mean, you're not really ruining your reputation since it's basically two really good songs, uh, Werewolves of London by Warren Zevon and Sweet Home Alabama by Leonard Skinner. I don't know how much Kid Rock had had to do with that. I mean, like I say, the lyrics have a super nostalgic feel and, and, and they always take me back to those, those, those long summer days, you know, back this would have been the summer after ninth grade. I think uh, Purple Rain was all the rage. And uh, it was just, it's you stay out till it gets dark. And Were you trying different things and smoking some, some, some funny things? <laughs> at, that, at that point, there wasn't any smoking any funny things. I think we, uh, we, we might have, uh, you know, Kitty's dad had a pretty big uh, liquor mm. cabinet. It may have. Some of those bottles may have had may have had a little taken off the top, right? And you diluted it with with water to to uh, accommodate what you stole. They didn't appear to be marked, okay. so we we All didn't right. feel that was necessary. Right. If getting greedy is where people go wrong. You can't get greedy. <laughs> to sip a little off the top. Yeah. All right. We good. That's that's I, those are the essential right. songs of summer. I, I think, think so. that's I think uh, so too. Yeah. It's a good start for so anybody. Too. Uh, look past look look past the lyrics from from mine, and um, you'll you'll be okay. So, all right, um, let's wrap this up. So we we've got another recording to do this week. So I got to go. I got to go prep for it. Yeah, I got to take another stab at uh, swordfish trombones. <sighs> try to try to make out what Tom Waits saying. Yeah, this was I'm I'm just going to throw this out there. This was the hardest album that I've had to listen to. Even even worse than the Green Day Green Day episode for for me. This is this was definitely the roughest one. Well, I would hope so. Yeah. And Dookie is a walk in the park compared to this, compared to Swordfish Trombones. You, you do realize that um, two other people since Willie 
I absolutely do. Yeah. So two other two other guests have said, "Well, I'm thinking about this Tom Waits record." I'm like, "No, <laughs> I just can't do it. I'm gonna need at least a year before I want to revisit Tom Waits again." Yeah, I wouldn't even. I'm gonna need some time, but and even then, I think only closing time would even get a consideration. Yeah, yeah. I think I would. I would. I would be sick. I would be like, I think my internet is out. I don't. I can't help you. Yeah. I got laryngitis. I got to go visit my girlfriend in Canada. You you were going to you were going to make me do this one on my own like uh like the the the, the carbon <laughs> well, leaf. One. No, no. I'm not I, that that's not going to happen again. I as tough as it's been. Don't think it didn't cross my mind. Don't think for a second that it didn't cross my mind. <laughs> Uh, fantastic. All right. As a reminder, you can find all of our happenings out there on the interwebs. Uh, you can find our Facebook page for the records revisit podcast. We're on Instagram using the hashtag records revisit podcast. Find us on Apple podcast, Castbox, stitcher, our podcast host page at recordrevisited.podomatic.com. On all those platforms, please go subscribe and rate or review us. We need some 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 ratings. And um, anything else? We good? That's it. It's probably it's pro it's probably going to be another two months before we do another episode. Just you and me. Well, then I'll just have to cherish this moment. That and that that's a summer song, isn't it? Cherish. Gosh, who did that? Cherish is the word. <laughs> yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, you could even you could even do the uh the cool in the gang version, right? Ah. Oh, it's, ver- it's it's not a version. It's Oh, it's the association. The association. The association. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a good yeah. that's a good band. I mean, that's yeah, that's for their that's, time. That's, yeah, that's Love and Spoonful type of type of band, right? Anyways. Well, okay, enough. I'm sure my parents have a cassette tape or two of the, of the association best of the association sure that it's right next to the Johnny. i was gonna Mathis. say it's right behind johnny mathis 14 christmas albums that and kenny rogers the gambler i think i saw some kingston so, trio in there uh there was some ronnie Millsap there too oh definitely definitely some ronnie yeah. Millsap. smoky mountain rain keeps on falling <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. Please go support the arts. Go to a live show, buy a t-shirt of the band, buy a record, visit a record store, and not just on record store day. We are Records Revisit, and we are out. Out.